If you're living the days in the life of an ag teacher, then you'll fit right in. I'm your host, Carly Erickson, and I'm here to remind you to do what you love and love what you do. As always, thanks for listening and welcome to class. Today we're talking leadership in the community with two of our special guests who are leading the way in this movement. First, let's get started with Erica Beyer. She's the 2017-2018 National FFA Secretary, and she's here to share her personal experience in FFA and as a leader in her community. Erica, we are so excited to have you here with us today. Tell us about your FFA experience. Yeah, so uh, in 2017-2018, I was elected to serve a role as National FFA Secretary, so one of six individuals serving on a team uh, that basically goes out for an entire year, 365 days on the road, doing pretty much anything and everything under the sun relating to FFA. So uh, about a third of our year is spent doing different training, speaking training, uh, workshop training, curriculum development, understanding how the foundation works, all that good stuff, and then also preparing for a convention mm-hmm. uh, that requires quite a bit of training. Um, and then we move into our time spent on the road. So about a third, maybe a little bit more than a third, is spent solely with members, whether that's in the form of a FFA camp or state FFA conventions, uh, leadership conferences that we're invited to facilitate, or just generally hanging out with members in their classrooms. And then the last third is actually spent advocating for our organization on behalf of the National FFA Foundation. Uh, So we visit over, uh, I think I visited over 50 different sponsors of the National FFA, just advocating for what we do and who we are uh, and how how their company can better help our organization as a whole continue to progress into 21st century agriculture. That's awesome. And what made you want to be involved in FFA in high school? Yeah, great question. (laughs) Um, I... So I graduated from Adel DeSoto Minburn High School. Uh, I actually took ag classes at Earlham High School, though, so a little bit of a difference there. My home high school didn't have an ag program, and so at first I thought that it would be super cool to get to skip a class period <laughs> at my own high school and travel to Earlham to take a ag class, but as soon as I got there, um, I definitely knew it was my place, even though I had no clue of the classmates that surrounded me there. Um, my ag roots and my background on our cow-calf operation uh, just really came to life in that setting, and my ag teacher invested in me, so that's why I kept coming back for more. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a very similar situation. Um, My high school, our ag program actually consisted of three schools, and my high school was the home high school. So we had two other schools that came to our school for ag, so we had a similar situation where we had kids from other schools who were like, oh, it'd be awesome to get on a bus yeah, and yeah. not have to stay at our <laughs> school. Um, and they ended up loving FFA. So For real. It's For definitely real. great that we have these um, schools that can come together and create an FFA chapter. Completely agree. So based off of all your experience, do you think that you're a natural leader or do you think it's a skill that you've learned over time? I think it's been a bit of both. Um, I genuinely believe that each of us are born with certain strengths that ultimately enable us to be good leaders, whether we're outgoing or energetic, uh, or we have the ability to think very analytically. I think each of those skills in its own respect uh, can make you a good leader. But then I also think leadership is something that's constantly growing and changing and molds you as a person. And so 
developing those skills, uh, whether that's communication skills, teamwork skills. I mean, some of those hot topic words in leadership, right? Uh, those are definitely things that are developed as you work with teams or as you work uh, with various groups uh, throughout your leadership experiences. Yeah. I mean, would you say that your FFA advisor slash ag teacher pushed you to be a leader? Yeah, definitely. Uh, my freshman year of high school had no idea what a career development event was. And I walked in and he's like, hey, you're doing creed speaking. And I was like, all right, I have no <laughs> clue what that is, but let's go. And then I found out you had to memorize five paragraphs. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is different than what I expected. But that process of learning how to better memorize something uh, and how to present and be in front of a group and answer questions that just came about that I didn't necessarily prepare for a ton. Um, that was definitely a building block into a lot of other things that he pushed me to do as well. Yeah, for sure. And those are lifelong skills that every kid is going to need to know how to do. Um, so what would you say that your biggest accomplishment as a leader in FFA would be? I think one of my biggest accomplishments uh, as a leader has been simply listening to FFA members. And I know that sounds probably really crazy. Like you'd, you'd think it'd be winning some award or whatever else, but uh, I'm a very outspoken person and it takes a lot for me to sit down and actually listen to somebody's story. But throughout my national FFA officer year, uh, I had the opportunity to meet so many different members, so many different backgrounds and stories and getting to hear how they got to an agriculture classroom and what their future, what they want their future to look like. Like that is an accomplishment in and of itself. And quite honestly, I'm pumped to be able to do that in a classroom here coming shortly as a teacher now. Yeah, absolutely. We know you're a senior here at Iowa State University. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting ready to student teach. Um, and so all those experiences that you've been through and then you're going to go in and be a student teacher and then move on with your career and be an ag teacher, what do you think you're going to do for students to be able to push them and, and test their limits? Yeah, so part of my why is kind of this little phrase, seek better. I think in everything we do, there's always opportunity to seek better, whether that's writing a paper for our class or whether that's a speaking event for FFA or whether that's our projects in a welding booth that we're working on. Um, there's always opportunity for improvement. And so I think that's one of the messages that I want my students to embody is I always have the opportunity to seek better. Um, and then also I think another message is just simply get outside your comfort zone. There's no growth in a comfort zone. And so whether getting out of, outside of your comfort zone is meeting with an industry representative uh, and learning about what they do or whether that's serving in your community in some capacity that you've never done before, um, each one of those provides so much growth and you don't necessarily understand it in the time that you're doing it. But looking back, I am so thankful that I had people who signed me up for stuff, told me to show up, and I did. Uh, so definitely show up and serve and do those things you need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we can't wait to see what you're going to do as an ag teacher. Um like I said, based on all your experiences and, and your expertise in FFA and agriculture in general, I, I, we know you're going to do great things. And well, so thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your experiences yeah, with us. Thank you guys. We really appreciate it. And good luck to you both personally and professionally. Thanks. Today, we're talking about ag leadership in the community. 
ag leadership was my favorite ag class that I took in high school. And I really feel like it pulled me out of my comfort zone. And, and it also led to multiple opportunities within the FFA and the ag program at my school in general. The FFA organization has a lot of career development events or leadership development events that build on our leadership and the things that we've learned in the classroom, whether it's uh, in ag leadership or ag business or even animal science or plant science. All of these CDEs or LDEs are able to help our students find their individual leadership style. They're able to work together as a team and they're able to focus on themselves and how they can help the chapter as a whole. For example, if you have some students who are really interested in the individual contests, there's lots of opportunities within FFA. They can do creed speaking, which is reading the FFA creed. Um, they can do prepared public speaking, which is a prepared uh, speech that they'll give to judges. They could do extemporaneous public speaking, which is just an on the spot. They are given a topic. They have so many minutes to prepare. And then from there, they prepare their own speech and give it in front of some judges as well. Those are very individualized leadership opportunities where a student can really focus on their individual skills, what they need to improve on, and what they're good at, and see how when they're done with those uh, CDEs that they can take that, what they've learned, and bring it back to their home chapter and figure out where um, they can add some benefit. Some of the team building CDEs would be parliamentary procedure. Um, ag sales is another great one. And also ag mechanics. Um, my personal experience, I was on the parliamentary procedure team when I was in high school, and it took a lot of pushing from my ag teacher to get me to do that. Um, but once I did, I was a freshman in high school, and I really got to open up and get out of my shell and see that my personal statements and my personal opinions and impacts had a big impact on the group as a whole. So when we would go in to compete, the things that I had to say really had an impact on our whole group. And that was another opportunity where you got to learn how to work with different people. And it also gives you real world skills to be able to learn how to run and operate a meeting professionally and in a way that everybody gets to say the things that they want to say. And doing that in front of judges is just adding another level of experience to the leadership table. Um, you know, we get to do a lot of things where informally we're with a group and uh, we're doing leadership activities. But when you're doing it and you're being judged, that adds another level of complexity to that leadership experience. And I think that our students are not exposed to opportunities like that enough. And so the more we can encourage students to get involved in those opportunities, the better off that they will be in their future careers. I really do believe that leadership experience leads to career success. The agriculture business industry is looking for leaders. And the sooner that we can start developing those leadership qualities and characteristics in our students, the better off they're gonna be for their career. Um, like I said, the ag business, they're looking for managers, they're looking for CEOs, they're looking for entrepreneurs. They're, they need people in this industry to continuously develop their leadership style and really hone in on what makes them a differentiated leader, what makes them unique and special, and how are they going to help grow that company, and how are they going to manage and lead other employees 
to have the same career success. We were able to hear today from Erica Beyer, and she was able to share her experiences in the National FFA organization and what that's done for her. And I think we all have leadership qualities to an extent um, right out of the gate. I think the FFA allows us to develop these characteristics and really bring it to a place where we're able to contribute to something that's much bigger than ourselves. And even in high school, the fact that these kids have the opportunity to take what we're giving them and really contribute on a national level within FFA um, and also within 4-H. I think we see uh, our 4-H youth develop from very young ages and continuously grow through the program and they become leaders in their own way. And they could potentially be leading the Clover Kids or other uh, youth outreach programs. And I think that the more opportunities we give students to be leaders and take that experience and learn from it, they're only going to become better leaders for the future. And even though we're starting at potentially freshmen in high school or even younger, they have four years or more to grow as leaders and develop themselves and learn what works for them and learn what doesn't. And what better place to do that than our classroom where it's safe and secure before they're let out and into the real world and where things are very real. And the best thing we can do is just to prepare them for what's to come, prepare them for the next step, prepare them to be better people, prepare them to be better leaders. And I believe that within organizations such as FFA and 4-H, we are giving them the best opportunities that are out there. You know what time it is. It's time for the Ag Career of the Day. Today's career falls under agriculture education as a 4-H county youth coordinator. According to Iowa 4-H, a county youth coordinator focuses on empowering youth in their community to reach their greatest potential. This position requires someone who is a positive role model for youth and always working to advance the mission and vision of 4-H. This career typically requires a bachelor's degree in agriculture, family consumer science, education, or communications. And that's the Ag Career of the Day. We have another special guest here today. Caitlin Pagel is also a senior here at Iowa State University studying agriculture education. She currently works for the Iowa 4-H State Office as a global citizenship intern. Caitlin, we are so excited to have you here with us today. Tell us about your role as a global citizenship intern. So my role as a global citizenship intern is to uh, promote global citizen to all the 4-H members. And some of my daily tasks include creating global clovers, which are a short flyer that focus on 4-H in a different country or organizations like 4-H in a different country. Uh, I'm currently planning the culture fair for the youth conference for 4-H members that takes place in July. I'll begin working on planning global citizenship day at the Iowa State Fair, where anyone is welcome to attend this all-day event. And then I just try to promote global learning to all the 4-H members that I can and reach as many as possible. My whole goal with being the Global Citizen Intern, like I said, is to promote global learning to all the 4-H members that I can reach. Uh, Becoming a Global Citizen is not difficult to do, and the whole goal is to connect the world around us with what we learn in class and what we learn in 4-H and what we do in our everyday lives. I want 4-H members to expand their horizons and learn something new by becoming Global Citizens. Uh, global citizenship is a mindset of being responsible for people, places, and things around the world and believing that our Im- actions impact others. 
Global citizenship involves people of all ages understanding the world around us and our place in it, like I said. I personally feel that global citizenship is important because it allows us to become more connected individuals. When we focus on our own culture and ourselves, we are not experiencing all the wonderful things that the world has to offer. I feel that we are sheltering ourselves from learning something new and expanding our horizons. Yeah, I definitely think it's important to encourage all 4-H members to be interested in becoming global citizens. Um, So as a leader of the global citizenship movement, how can someone who may or may not be a member of 4-H get involved in their own community? So global citizenship is not just for 4-H members. It's for absolutely anybody, any age, any person who wants to become involved easily can. Uh, there's a few ways that you can, small ways, big ways. Small ways would just be doing your research, researching a new culture, talk to someone with a different culture than you, uh, go to a culture fair or come to Global Citizenship Day at the Iowa State Fair. Super simple ways to just get involved and there's more complex ways that you could get involved like travel or study abroad or anything like that, live with a host family for a while, something like that. When I was in 4-H, I wasn't really sure what global citizenship was. And then when I went to my community college, I traveled abroad for the first time ever to a third world country. I went to Haiti and that expanded my horizons unbelievably. And it was a great learning experience for me. And I feel that if I would have became a global citizen at an earlier age while I was in 4-H, I would have been much more prepared for my experiences and I would have been a better traveler overall. And I feel like I would have been able to connect more with the people there. If you want to learn more about becoming a global citizen, feel free to go to the Global Citizenship website um, with Iowa State Extension and Outreach. On that website, you can find the Global Clovers that I mentioned earlier, upcoming events, and you can learn a little bit more about global citizenship and what you can do to become a global citizenship. Also, my contact information is on that page, so feel free to contact me as well. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great resource to use. So I know you mentioned um, the culture fair that you are in charge of, and that happens at the state conference for 4-H. And so the state council members of 4-H are actually the ones leading that uh, conference as well. What do opportunities like state council offer to students within 4-H? So the state council is made up of 40 high school students that are juniors and seniors, and these uh, council members will act as ambassadors for 4-H. Personally, I feel that this role that these state council members take is a huge leadership role. Uh, These members get to work on team building skills. Uh, They plan the youth conference, like you mentioned. They promote 4-H, ensure funding, uh, form friendships, and a whole bunch of other things that are all major leadership roles. And I would highly recommend this to all juniors and seniors who are able to apply. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great opportunity uh, for our students to get involved. And they can also even help promote global citizenship within 4-H and also promoting 4-H to their community members. So as a future ag teacher, we know you're a senior this year at Iowa State. uh, Why is leadership important to you and your community? So personally, I feel that leaders can change the world. And that might sound cliche and big picture, but I feel that When a teacher takes the time to instill leadership into a young student, they become better friends, better students, better family members, and overall better people. Becoming a leader is very uncomfortable for many people, and I know it was for me, but because I went out of my comfort zone to practice my leadership, especially when I was in my egg classroom in high school, I feel that I have grown into a better person who isn't afraid to step up and make a change if I want to. That change doesn't need to be big or small, but whether... I want to do something in my community or do something with State 4-H, like I'm doing the global citizenship. I feel that all leadership is valued and appreciated. Definitely, yeah. I think that we 
uh, as future teachers really need to promote leadership uh, both in our communities and in our classrooms. I think all of our students, whether they're in FFA or 4-H, I think they all have potential to be leaders, even if they don't see it right at that time. I think that they can all grow and uh, become leaders in their own way, whether that's in their community or at their college um, or just moving forward in life and their careers. Caitlin, thank you so much for being here with us today. We absolutely appreciate it and, and keep up the great work with global citizenship. Thank you.